The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. 167 years ago this month, Ottawa, believe it or not, became the first city in the world to electrify all of its streetlights. One of the few badges of honor, I guess, that we can claim in the city. It was May 1st, 1885, when all the streetlights suddenly went on, powered by electricity. The first in the world. Now you may say, well, what's this got to do with the price of cheese? Well, it may not have anything to do with the price of cheese, but it's sure as hell got to do with the fact that eight days without power for thousands of our neighbors doesn't make any sense. And it begs the question, finally, why in the hell are we stringing electrical wires overhead on poles exactly the same as we did 167 years ago. That's a fact. I want you to think about that. The technology for bringing electrical power to our homes and businesses has not changed in 167 years. They brought electrical wires and overhead poles. I would not be surprised if some of those poles that they erected 167 years ago are still not there. I think that some of those poles, they finally buried the wires along Elgin Street. I think some of those poles were well over 100 years. But can you think, honestly, can you think of anything else in today's world that has not changed, not changed fundamentally. In fact, not really changed at all. Electrical wires are electrical wires. Poles, wooden, concrete, steel are poles. Overhead wires are overhead wires. I, I, it's quite astonishing. I remember in 1945 living on a little farm, rural Orillia, Ontario. We had no electrical power. Immediately after the war, the soldiers came home, many of them looking for work, and so the governments wisely decided to electrify rural Canada. So I can remember in 1945, may have been 1946, coming down the 11th concession, Aurelia, Ontario, <clears throat> hydro poles, electrical wires. And across the field, they began to erect one of those huge steel what do you call them, John? The big, the carry, the major hydro wire. I call those hydro. Ta- I call oh, them hydro towers versus hydro whatever. poles. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. The big, big hy- a big hydro power. girders. They were, <clears throat> girders, and that's the word. They were bringing power in from Deswisha, the Ottawa River. Honest to God, into Arilla from Deswisha, and my buddy and I, next door neighbor and I, as they built this huge girder, we climbed it. That was 1945. I was back to the 11th concession, Aurelia, Ontario, two years ago. 
that girder was still there and still the wire. The, but this time there were wires. No scrambling up that girder this time. There are electrical wires. Been there since 1945. Fortunately, not one of those that was brought down in the ice storm. The point I'm trying to make here, why the hell in the year of our Lord, 2022, are we still stringing hydro wires overhead on poles as we did in 1885? In fact, there were some hydro installations as early as 1884. You know, they say, well, the cost of, <clears throat> of burying the wires is too high. I wonder about that. I wonder how much of this reluctance to bury wires in this climate has got nothing to do with cost, but has just got to do with inertia. Because this would require drastic changing, wouldn't it? Ch drastic changes, including changes in personnel. But you know, I, I, about four or five years ago, maybe a little longer, um, there was a main line of gas coming in. On the other side of the road where I live out here, in the sticks near Carp, and uh, they weren't going to bring gas into my, but I went out and I persuaded them, and they brought the gas in. They was on the other side of the road, probably, I don't know, three or four hundred yards away. You know how long it took them to tunnel? About an hour. They had some device, I, I've never seen it, a little, little device they put there, and somehow there was magnets, and they, they tunneled. It took them about an hour to tunnel two or three hundred yards, including underneath the road, into our house, and then about another hour and a half to push the pipe through, and we had natural gas. The point I'm trying to make here is that technology has drastically changed in everything except hydro wires. And it seems to me that with the modern equipment we have today, and plus, we have, you know, we're great, we're great innovative people here. We live in a northern climate. We have been compelled by nature to make a number of adaptations. I'm sure that we could come up with methods, if, if we haven't already, to make tunneling. You know, it doesn't take a, a large tunnel to run electrical wire. I, what I'm saying is, is that I am sure that when you factor in, let, let's just think about them. John, maybe you can add to this. Uh, we've got the, the the cost of all of those poles. Those wooden poles are very expensive, and they snap quite easily. Concrete poles, steel poles that are going up in some cases. That there's a cost involved in all of that. <clears throat> the, the, the specialized equipment that we must have in order to service overhead wires. Think of all of the <clears throat> whatever you call them. Excuse me. All the specialized equipment, specialized training to do overhead, the danger in, in, in working overhead, particularly in bad weather, um, the, the, the cost of pruning trees, particularly in rural areas. They have to go by, what, every, what, two years or so and prune branches. There's a cost involved in that. And then, of course, the terrible cost when we have storms, ice storms, wind storms, as we've had now. And the terrible cost of depriving people of an absolute necessity in today's world, it's called electricity. Eight days and still counting for some of our neighbors with no electricity. Uh, and not, not only, but, but think not only that, think of all of the extra cost. We're going to have to buy a generator here. Man, that's expensive. Think of all of the expense. You know, we're talking about inflation. Well, maybe one of the reasons that inflation is so high is that virtually every business, I can't think of a single business that doesn't have to have in reserve a huge generator. Very, very costly to buy and to service. 
I mean, you can't run a big grocery store without a huge generator, but your shop can just think of it. So that, 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 that adds to the cost as well. So I, what I'm saying here, I'm, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems to me that with modern technology that is available here, and when you factor in all of the real costs of stringing those wires, but the thing that keeps coming back to my head, for God's sake, we have not changed the technology of bringing power to your home in 167 years. They erected a pole outside your house 167 years ago. If your house was there, they brought the wires in exactly as they do today. It's, I mean, that was, that's the 19th century. We're in the 21st century, and we're still the same technology. My, my question to you is, do, what, what what's your feeling about burying wire? Do you uh, do you buy the argument that it's just too expensive, or do you think there's something else? I call it inertia, the unwillingness to change. I mean, high, high, obviously, high, if, if hydro is going to bury wires, there's a, there has to be a whole different philosophy here. But you know, we we've changed. Look, look at the philosophy with with computers. I mean, I mean, it, I, I, I can remember not that long ago with, before computers. I mean, no, we, we've changed philosophy in many ways. I just cannot believe that in today's world with the innovative uh, techniques that we have, new technology, equipment, et cetera, et cetera, that we cannot rather inexpensively, in most cases, bury those wires and in the long run, save us money. Certainly, I don't think it costs more. Folks, um, I, I, I'd like your opinion on this. It's, it's a new thought, I think, for some of you, this idea. But, th but think of it. I'll never, I'll never forget, about five, six years ago, Debbie and I were in Stratford. We were in a nice little restaurant there, and we were being served by a, a very intelligent, obviously very intelligent young man. I, I started to talk to him, and he was taking, I think he was in third year electrical engineering at the U of T. And at that, you know what? I, I said to him, electrical engineering, I said, you know, do you realize that we're bringing power into our homes and businesses exactly as we've done, like in almost 200 years? I said, I'll bet you dollars to donuts that electrical engineers at some point are going to devise a way to bring power into our homes that doesn't require overhead wires. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I never thought of that before. And I said, well, think of it. I said, you know, I told him a little story about bringing hydro into our farm in 1945. The lines and the poles are still there, still the same technology. Whether, whether or yeah, this young man will ever devise a different way, I don't know. But it, there is a different way. It's called burying the wires. We do it in big cities. Should do it a hell of a lot more. Your feeling on that, folks. Um, John, just tell people once again how they can get in touch with us. Right on. And we've got the comments rolling in already. So we are on Facebook, Lowell's pay, uh, Facebook. So facebook.com slash the Lowell Green. Uh, my Facebook and also the Blast the Radio Facebook. Post your comments where you ordinarily would. We're also on twitch.tv slash Blast the Radio. Post your comments where it's obvious there in the chat room. Uh, YouTube and Twitter, the same thing. You can text the show as well. Our number here is 613-413-2217. And you can even call the show. We have a special wire coming into my house all the way from Bank Street that will allow that to happen for you. Oh, no, wait, that's actually wireless. You know what? Well, that's an interesting observation, and, and I'm fascinated to know that Ottawa was the first city in the world with that. That's really cool. I had not yeah, heard that before. Yeah, 
We had, uh, uh, you know what, the name escapes me now. I, I haven't had time, but um, there was a, a, a man in this city. Oh, somebody's going to help me here. That was a real pioneer when it came to electricity. And uh, it, we, we were one of the first cities actually in the world to run electrical streetcars. Um, and by the way, probably we should should never have scrapped them either. But, um, uh, but, uh, but you know, think of it. We... Henry Henry Ford was was building automobiles long long after started to build automobiles. The Model T Ford was built long after many of these poles were were erected in in Ontario and the rest of the country. It's it's unbelievable. Surely we can come up with something better. Yeah, it's the old I, string I, in a paper you know, cup, isn't it? It really is. I, yeah, I say you know. Let's bring hydro into the 21st century. Bury the bloody wires. I think it's downright crazy that in this day and age, we can't get our power to homes for eight days, maybe even longer. Doesn't make sense. Your thoughts. And uh, on another topic, in, in your opinion, are governments at all levels taking inflation, the cost of living, seriously enough? Seems to me that nobody in power is doing anything or even hardly talking about lowering the cost of living, and they certainly aren't doing anything, at the very least. Well, you say this is a worldwide problem. Well, it, it is and it isn't. Many of the other countries have made the same mistake we did here, just printed money crazily. At the very least, surely, taxes on essential items like gasoline, diesel fuel, natural gas should be lowered at the very least for the love of god trudeau drop the freaking carbon tax jumping jehoshaphats all right got uh, lots of topics out there john uh let's uh what's uh, let's read a few texts here sure for us. no problem and here we go jules is on twitch she says my parents still don't have power they are on day nine they are hurting my mom who has dementia does not understand why she cannot go home this is crazy. I mean, this is, folks, this is the year of our Lord, 2022. We, we've come a long way to make our automobiles are slightly improved since the Model T. Believe me, we don't have to crank our cars anymore. But we're, <laughs> still, we're still bringing hydro in exactly they did back. You know what? And your great, not, not your grandparents, but the same way that we did with the great-grandparents, for God's sake. And in some cases, your great-great-grandparents were getting hydro exactly as you are today. Go ahead, John. On YouTube, I think Chrissy has uh, answered your question. Thomas, Aaron, and Warren Y. Soper, the two who launched yeah, Ottawa Thomas Electricity Company. It's the Hearn, yes. Ahern. Thomas, I apologize. Ahern. Yeah, that's right. There you two go. Pi two pioneers. But as I say, I mean, they were... They were stringing wires on overhead poles, just as we're doing today. Go ahead, John. Joshua says, government officials have difficulty taking seriously something that hasn't affected most of them, or at least some of them. Uh, David is in on Facebook. He says, there are still people across the street from me in Nepean who are without power. Liz says her daughter lives in Canada. They have buried wires. Their power was out for three days. Ah, but Liz, that's probably due to a problem and an overhead wire somewhere further yep. beyond her neighborhood. Yeah, it's very true. You may have you may have buried wires in your neighborhood, but the wire that's bringing right. power to those wires is down. And and that's the problem. It's uh, but I like I the fact that it this technology. Uh, John, can you think of anything else in our daily lives 
that has not changed, uh, certainly not appreciably, in over a hundred years. I mean, everything plumbing. else. Plumbing, no, plumbing. All it's all new materials and different techniques in plumbing today. Carpentry is is, is we, we build houses essentially the same way we did, um, but with many improved products and so forth. I I can't think of anything that 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 has not changed drastically uh, in a, over a hundred years, except power. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Plumbing is the only thing that really came to mind, but you're right. They they certainly have changed the technology. Well, it's all pl- mostly it's mostly plastic. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Plastic. Yeah. The principles are the same, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Laurentian Butieri on Twitch says, and this is what I said just before we came on the air: as they resurface, repair, and construct new roadways, electric wires should be buried. This can be done gradually to spread out costs. So Elgin Street is the perfect example, and you raised hell about if we're going to rip that up and go to this length, bury the freaking wires. I, I actually I can take some credit for that, and I will. Um, I fought like hell. I, I uh, interviewed a number of city councilors, raised hell on my program on CFRA for days. Yeah, they were spending millions and millions of dollars on Elgin Street, disrupting businesses, putting some businesses out, you know, changing the street entirely. But they were going to leave those damn wooden poles in the middle. In some cases, they were going to have these wooden poles in the middle of the sidewalks. They're widening the sidewalks. It was insanity. It was insanity, I mean, duplicated. And I fought and fought and fought. And as I say, I fired off petitions and, and, and interviewed. And, and finally, they came to their senses and they buried the wire. But can you imagine new modernized Elgin Street with wooden poles in the middle of the sidewalk? That's what they were going to do because they just couldn't seem to bring the wrap their, their minds around the fact that, wait a minute, we can bury these wires for God's sake. Go ahead, John. I mean, anytime you rip up you know, uh, a Queensway or a Baseline Road or a Hunt Club Road, it seems to me that we can't. We should be able to build some sort of conduit that would run all of these services back and forth oh, very, ab- very easily. Absolutely. The, L- absolutely. the LRT, for example, why can we not run things along there? You know, build a, a separate concrete. We're all into building these ugly buildings. Why not build another concrete block that just runs the hydro lines and protects them from the elements? You know why? Because... I don't understand. In many ways, Canada is a very advanced nation. But it seems to me that when you come to technology, in many areas, many areas we're way behind the times. I was watching, you ever ever watch a television program called Mighty Trains? No. Mighty Trains and Mighty Ships. Now, do you realize that Spain, and you don't think of Spain as one of this, you know, particularly modern nation. They are now building a huge network of high-speed trains that will be traveling at well over 200 kilometers an hour. In fact, some of them are already running. If you look at Europe, you know, France and Germany, the high-speed trains, how about Japan and China, high-speed? And here we are still, I mean, do you realize you can take a train in Ottawa here at about noon and you're not in Toronto until about 7 o'clock at night? I mean, it's unbelievable. But so what I'm saying is that there seems to be some areas of technology where we just can't seem to innovate in this country. So I'm rambling on here. Go ahead, John. Let's get a word in for Shields. We're 20 minutes into the show. Time yeah, to give let, him a little love. Let's, let's do a little bit of rambling all the way up there to Pakenham. Beautiful downtown Pakenham. And there, right in the middle of it, is Shields. Been there for a long, long time. How about since 1947? Lovely little butcher shop at the front. I keep talking about this. They buy only local beef, local pork, local poultry. So if you really want to shop local, not only the local dealer, but the local farmers are supplying. Now, 
we're talking, of course, primarily about appliances. We've talked about appliances for many, 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 many months now, actually. And um, Shields, folks, one of the best appliance dealers actually anywhere in the valley, now serving the city, doing very, very well. Prices very competitive. Good folks there since 1947. Thank you, John. Let's go to text at 613-413-2217. Barry is in to say, I'm getting brownouts all the time these days, Lowell, and I have to turn on a brighter light to read, which makes me think that how many people will end up with bad eyesight because of our useless green energy programs? And he adds, even if you bury power lines to your country home, Ontario Hydro will still charge you what it would cost for them to put poles in. Okay. Whatever. Let's not get bogged down in that. Let's, let's talk about the philosophy. And I'd like people to address, has the time come to finally get serious? I mean, we live in a northern climate. We get some terrible weather, ice storms, wind storms. We've seen this now. Does it make any sense that in the year of our Lord, 2022, we have people in industries who cannot get power for eight, nine, ten days, when if we buried the wires, there would be no problem whatsoever? When you And I, I say... Add up all of the costs, including all of the generators that the businesses have to buy, et cetera, et cetera. The cost of, of maintaining those wires and poles. I, I, I don't buy the, I, to be honest with you, I don't buy the cost argument at all. No, I think that's where the savings are. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I just don't think it's cheaper to, to install all of those poles and have people have to scramble up those poles in bad weather. To serve. I don't believe that that's cheaper. I think it's just inertia. Go ahead, John. Sonia says, bury the wires. My parents never lost power after the storm as theirs were buried. We are, all, we are still waiting 10 days and counting in Pine Glen. Cheryl says, there is no common sense. They don't seem to think anything through. Wires should be buried. And Leanne says, we have buried wires, but the poles behind us were knocked down. Yeah. Let's go to text, 613-413-2217. This person says, Lowell, the price to bury wires is more expensive. I read four to 14 times more, and it's not without its own hazards. Digging up where wires are as well as corroding wires and faults are harder to find and, of course, dig up to fix. We can't have oil pipelines. How much of an outcry would we get to dig up the countryside with oh, wires? Oh, wait a minute. Hold it, hold it just a minute. You know, there's always a million reasons not to do something, right? But <laughs> as far as... As the con- you you don't think that those huge girders, those steel girders that, I mean, talk to me about cluttering up the countryside. How ugly are those poles up and down streets and everything? I mean, come on, folks. I mean, a, a buried wire is, if nothing else, aesthetically much much better. That those those some of those poles, as I say, drive along uh, Hunt Club Road, and those big steel towers are all along there. That's ugly as sin. And you know what? It's damn dangerous if those come down anyway. Well, did you see ahead. the pictures from Maravelle Road? And then, you know, it, t- it took me right back to the photos of Greenbank Road when the tornadoes hit in Arlington Woods a few years back. I mean, yeah, the hydro lines, et cetera, they, they kind of become homeostatic after a while. We don't see them, but they're there. When we actually stop and look at how ugly it is and how complex oh. it all is, there's got to be a better way. I agree. David says, I think it's similar to our road system. They could construct roads that would stand up to our winters and last more than a year or two, except they don't. It's planned obsolescence, make work projects. I'm not sure about that. <clears throat> now, I grant you that many of the roads don't last very long. I, but don't forget that we have a terrible problem in this country with frost that heaves the roads. 
So um, I'm not sure if there's built-in obsolescence or not, but there's no question that the roads don't last nearly as long here as they do, for example, in many European countries. Go ahead, John. Uh, Donald says, I'm off Merivale. Bury all the frickin' wires in Canada. <laughs> Chris, he says, Canadian Shield has a lot of rocks. Burying wires could be a challenge. No, seems really expensive, but maybe worthwhile in the long run. You know what? Yeah, uh, but you know what? We built a... Ra- you know, th- this is a country that built a railway <laughs> before computers and really before the the age of steam. I mean, it was essentially horsepower and human power that built across all of those rocks and everything else. And you don't think putting poles down on rock is a little bit difficult as well? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Well, and you could, oh, there you go. Sue says, I remember when roads were cement. I, I was kind of thinking, you know, in areas like the Canadian Shield, that's a great example, Chrissy. Uh, we could build a cement infrastructure, you know, to, to house the wires in. They're technically underground. They're not exposed. Anyway, uh, back to the listener, of course, and the viewer. Connie says, you're right. Technology has changed, but hydro needs to be more efficient to their customers. We just received our electricity, but the street behind us never lost any hydro, and the homes across the street from us obtained their hydro two days before we did. The reason is that the nine houses on our side of the street are hooked up to our own separate system. This is a residential area a few blocks from Yeah, but let's not get bogged down in this. All I'm saying is, look, if we buried the wires... None of these problems would exist. That's all. Go ahead, John. Hazel on Facebook, I have asked the same question for years. Why not go underground? Every time hydro is off due to wind, bury them. Peter, many towns have buried lines as much as possible. Internet connections can run under the sea. We use so many outdated methods to do things, need to do things better, and get the geniuses thinking about new methods of delivery. Lowell is 100% right. I, I think the problem is up here, up in the, up in the mind. I, I, I say, I call it inertia. This is the way we've done it. Yeah, the way we've done it since 1885. And uh, we're not going to make the changes. But And you know what? Maybe there's a better way than burying them. I don't. I, I don't know. All I know is, is that we're doing exactly the same thing we did in my grandfather's time and my great grandfather's time. Go ahead. Maybe the future, Lowell, is we all get a wind turbine outside our home. <laughs> By the way, I checked as I do every day. Oh, here we go. Uh, wind and solar today. Solar. You know what? sometimes you get a little bit of power, five or 6% from wind, yep. but solar is a total washout. There's, I mean, the no more than 2% on any given, no matter how bright the sun, we, we're lucky to get 2% of the power from solar. Today, wind and solar combined, because the wind is blowing pretty good, is about 11%. That's, that's about as good as it can. Some days with wind and solar, we can get up to almost 15% of power, but it's so sporadic. The problem is it's maybe 15% today, and tomorrow it's like 1%. That, that, this idea that somehow or other wind and solar were going to replace fossil fuels. Oh, idiocy. Idiocy, you know, compounded. Go ahead, please, John. Uh, someone just messaged via the website. That's very uh, original. Um, but here we are. Bury the frickin' wires, this person says. Don't they have that in Alberta? Probably cheaper than building more windmills. You know, I thought of you on my way to and from Peterborough. Just outside Peterborough, there's an entire, you talk about an ugly landscape, there's an entire field of nothing but solar panels. Oh, it I is know. but <laughs> ugly. You Holy know, see, this is what drives me crazy, John. Thank you for mentioning that. 
We've got these bloody environmentalists objecting to uh, to uh, pipelines which go under the ground and then a nice grass grows on top, okay? And a year or two, there's grass. You don't even know a pipeline is there. That's terrible. We're going we're gonna to hold up trains and stop that. You know, we're going to hold up governments and stop that. But a whole field filled with solar panels, you know, a huge steel greeter, that's fine. Aye. Oh, and the windmills too. I mean, oh. What's the matter with people? Go ahead. Some of our mountainsides and just, you know, that used to be so lovely to look at and now they've oh. got these stupid wind turbines. All right. Uh, Patricia, in the future, everyone will need a windmill in their backyard. Oh, thank you. And solar panels on the roofs to power their needs. There is no way that the future electrical needs can be met any other way. Jules is back. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They actually believe this. So my question to you, who wrote that? Uh, That was Patricia. Patricia. God bless you. Okay, you got the windmill in your backyard. Okay, what happens when the wind doesn't blow? How do you get your power then? Um, It's at night. There's no sun. It's snow. Uh, It's cloud. There's no solar. So uh, how do you power your home then? That's that's the problem. Go ahead, John. Uh, Denise says, wind is a waste of money that the people pay for on their bills. My delivery charges are way higher than my usage. Precisely. Craig on Facebook says, the cost of burying hydro wires in Toronto is estimated to be $15 billion. They have over 15,000 kilometers of overhead wires. Jules is back to say if we're going to become Tornado Alley or have major storm systems because it seems to be a thing almost every year now, it almost makes sense to bury the lines. It doesn't almost make sense. If I bury them or do maybe Maybe the answer is rather than these huge poles, build some sort of, you know, a, a cement tunnel along on top of the ground. I don't know. But we've, if I keep coming back to the fact that this is the only technology I can think of that has not changed in 167 years. Folks, this is the last thought I want to leave you with. We are supplying power to your home and your business today exactly as they did 167 years ago. No change whatsoever. Right out of time, thank you all, folks. Um, Bury the wires. And you know what? Uh, our sympathies go out to everybody. Can you imagine no power for eight days, nine days, ten days? You know, that's we shouldn't have to put up with that. Hydro is an essential. We, there's just no way that we should have to put up with, particularly when there is a solution to it. Thank you all. Back again tomorrow. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.